Let's do a podcast. Woo! I almost said podcat because I'm petting my cat. Podcat. Let's podcat. Let's podcat. Tuning into Gay Space Rock, the Steven Universe watching podcast where we watch Steven Universe. My name is Brian. Uh, I use he, him pronouns. You can find me on the internet at RoomwarePod. You can find the show on Twitter at Gay Space Pod. With me, as always, is my feline adoring co host, August. Hello, I'm August. I would just like to point out uh, if we are uh, doing a podcast, perhaps we are watching Steven Universe. Well, it's been good run. <laughs> We've gotten to like 25 episodes or something like that. That's more than most podcasts. Yep. It's true. Yeah. yeah. We, we beat the average. Yeah. Good run. Uh, thank you all very much for tuning in. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, yes. Hello. I'm August. I'm awful. You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Harpy Dora. Um, and I can't guarantee that won't be the only cat pun that happens, but you know. We're starting off strong. August. Yes. Uh, wait, do we have any cartoon news? Um, I don't think we have anything big. Matrix comes out soon. That's a cartoon, I yeah. guess. Yeah, tickets go um, on sale on the 6th, right? It's just free on HBO Max. I'm not going to go to the theater. Wha- I'm sorry. H- oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. So. Put that shit in my eyeballs. Uh, that Deja Vu trailer they they released is really good. <laughs> Because I knew that they had, they reused, they specifically didn't reuse shots, but they mirrored shots a lot during the original trilogy. And it's good to see that they're doing that again. It's like some mm-hmm. subtle storytelling shit. Um, I've, I've been trying not to watch anything. I I just, I want to go in pristine. That's fair. If you've watched, if you've watched a single trailer, then the, the Deja Vu trailer is, does not give away anything. It's got the things you know that are in there. Trinity's in there. Keanu Reeves are in there. You already realized that. Yeah. <laughs> so it, that's not a huge, there's not a huge any spoilers that I can think of inside that Deja Vu trailer, but we'll get you hype as shit. Okay. Okay. Um, Because it's not really about the story. It's just about, because I think what it is is HBO trying to drive people there to watch the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, like, drive them to the service to watch the trilogy. So they're like, hey, new movie, also the original trilogy. You should come get caught up because it's been a fucking while. Yeah. Uh, so. Makes sense. Let's see. Oh, uh, Rebecca Sugar, uh, paramount to this, was also recently in an episode of Amphibia. Uh, they were singing. Did you watch that little video I sent you? No, I didn't. I meant it, to it, and then forgot. Yeah, it's just the audio. But Rebecca Sugar wrote like a cute little holiday song for it in a very. It's got like lots of Rebecca Sugar, uh, like a lot more Adventure Time vibes than Steven Universe vibes. Because mm-hmm. Steven Universe vibe, like Steven Universe's vibe, is very musical, like capital M musical. Mm-hmm. Um, while Adventure Time is usually a little bit more reverent, it's got a lot more. V- like the work that they did for Adventure Time in it, but it's great. It's a great little holiday song. 
Um, if the holiday song doesn't mention the mitzvah moose, then it's not a holiday song. It doesn't mention the mitzvah moose, but it does mention uh, it does mention fried chicken and confronting your own mortality. Okay, that's that's a decent <laughs> holiday song. Did you know that mitzvah moose is real? Like, I saw pictures of mitzvah moose and I assumed they were photoshopped. Mitzvah moose isn't real, it can't hurt you, I guess. <laughs> It's so real that Malia almost made me buy one. I was just like, holy fucking shit. We were in Target and there was mitzvah moose. What the just fuck? Just in Target? Yes! Fucking, this is the future liberals want, goddamn. I know. A mitzvah moose on every street corner. Um... <laughs> But yeah, happy Hanukkah, y'all. Um, although by the time this comes out, Hanukkah will be over, but you'll be it's able true. to experience yeah. it retroactively, I guess. It's um, actively Hanukkah, currently. Yeah, it is actively Hanukkah. Um, Have you been watching uh, Dave Grohl? Or uh, who's the other guy who's doing it with Dave Grohl? This is like that longtime collaborator he has. Um Dave, not Dave Meltzer, Dave Grohl. Come on. I mean, I haven't been watching Dave Grohl do anything recently, so the answer is no, no matter what comes after. But yeah, uh, his longtime collaborator, Kirsten from the the Foo Fighters, they've been doing I guess they've been doing this for a while, but like uh, they they're doing like a, a different song every night of Hanukkah from like different Jewish artists. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, so far they've done, um, uh, they've done Blitzkrieg Bop by the Ramones, uh, Jump by Van Halen, Copacabana, um, what was this one? Uh, oh, I think they did Stay by Lisa Loeb so far. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, have you, oh, who'd we lose? The bear. Oh, no. Oh, oh boy. We're probably okay. <laughs> I hardly ever use them anyways. Um, so have you watched any cartoons lately, August? So I have watched the first couple of episodes of the live action Cowboy Bebop. That's not uh, a cartoon. <laughs> it's honestly i'm charmed um mm -hmm. i'm glad they got yoko kano back to do the soundtrack uh it's very stylish and fun to look at mm -hmm. uh not really sure where they're going with vicious and julia right now not sure i like where they're going with it but you know i'm on board enough to watch it happen so let me tell you, they take Vicious, they, they deconstruct Vicious in a way that is just incredibly satisfying. Because it feels as though they're taking shots directly at dudes like who watched Cowboy Bebop and thought Vicious was cool. Okay, okay. I trust your opinion. But I mean, mm -hmm. I'm going to watch it anyway. I just, I haven't gotten I've only gotten halfway ups, through. Yeah. I kind of got halfway through and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm going to take a break from this for a while. Fair. Um, Like, I think the show looks great. Mm -hmm. It's got a good vibe. Like, I don't see why, apparently, it's not doing well. That's a um, shame. Yeah. Probably because anime fans are fucking stupid. 
They're yeah. like, this is, well, Mino liked live action anime. Well, this isn't really, this frankly is not a live action anime adaptation. This is just adapting the source material to a new for- medium. Yeah. Like, this is not the Roroni Kenshin movie or fucking, you know, or, or something very similar that I watched this week. Uh, G Savior. But, uh, <laughs> Lord. Actually, G Savior is closer to Cowboy Bebop than than like uh, the, those live action Roroni Kenshin movies were, because they're not trying to ape ape things that you can only do in anime. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not anime. It's it's never gonna be the anime. I don't I don't feel like it's even trying to be the anime. No, it's just it's taking some core ideas and then going off in its own direction with them. Yeah. I was sad to see that Ayn gets downplayed a little bit, but also had to remember that Ayn is a real dog in this, and real dogs yeah. are a lot harder to work with than an animated dog. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say, like, mm-hmm. unless they used a CGI dog, which comes with its own problems. Nah, they just use a real corgi. It's just running around all the time. Aww. So. Nailed the look of Ayn. Got, they got a real corgi, so. Yeah. Um, anything else? Um, so, uh, this isn't strictly TV cartoon, Mm -hmm. but, um, BuzzFeed Unsolved Unsolved ended, uh, and that has me- an ending? I know. It has me a little sad, but, uh- it's fine. Is that the that's the ghost hunting one, right? Uh they did ghost hunting. Uh they did supernatural and true crime. Mm. So uh they alternated seasons of supernatural and true crime, but they ended on a ghost hunting season, so they ever find any ghosts? I mean it depends <laughs> on who you ask. <laughs> who the fuck is calling me? Get him uh, on the show. Hang hang on. Okay, sorry. No worries. Everything okay? Yes, everything's fine. Please cut that out. <laughs> I know in asking you to cut it out, you're probably going to leave it in, but I just want the audience to know that I asked you to cut it out. <laughs> that might be the beginning section of just like just doing the beginning part and then just I don't know. You didn't hear me humming a whole lot, but I did. I hummed <laughs> Copacabana. So. Jesus. <clears throat> um... Well, I'm sorry for your loss as far as BuzzFeed yeah. content is concerned. It was basically the only thing left on BuzzFeed that we watched that was, like, BuzzFeed branded. Everything else has moved on to, like, their own thing, so. Hmm. Interesting. Are the people from BuzzFeed Unsolved moving on to their own thing? Yeah, they technically already did, and they were doing the BuzzFeed Unsolved on a contract basis as opposed to being BuzzFeed employees, so. Mm, okay. So you're not without content from those creators. Yeah. It's just not that specific content. Oh, lame. 
I mean, it's fine. Like they do other they they do other silly, spooky things. I I just am going to miss the format of BuzzFeed Unsolved. Mm-hmm. Probably from contractual reasons, they can't just simply start doing yeah. BuzzFeed Unsolved. They've they've started doing some other stuff that involves like uh, dramatic readings of creepy pasta. Um, in a very entertaining way. I know a lot of people do dramatic readings of creepypasta, but um, it it's just, it's fun. I enjoy it. Nice. Um, I have watched so many things. I watched the live action Cowboy Bebop. Um, it's pretty good. I say check it out if you're not like an anime purist. I mean, I can understand if Cowboy Bebop is extremely important to you and you don't really want to see it adapt into a different thing, you're not missing anything. Like your life yeah. will continue to be complete. It's it's good. It's not mind-blowing. It's not revolutionary. Um, some things when they get adapted are better than the original thing. Sometimes they're not, you know? Uh, let's see. I've been re-watching revolutionary girl utena slowly on youtube uh, i mean legally on dvds uh that was a joke parody <laughs> um and forgot how much of a sh- how much of just a magical girl show that show is because it's so serious in my brain um i mean it I deals watched- with so many heavy topics but it's still mm-hmm. goofy as shit right i watched g savior do you know what G Savior is, August? You have told me what G Saber is G Savior, not G Saber. Okay. You've told me what it is. Well, for the audience, G Savior is a Gundam live action movie made in Canada by a Canadian company with English, like just it's an it's a movie for a Western audience, but only released in Japan. <laughs> and it I watched it because Great Gundam Project was watching it, and they loved it. I fucking hated every second of it, but I also hate the aesthetics of, like, 90s low-budget sci-fi. So, like, if you're apparently, like, they're very into, like, Star Trek, um, particularly Deep Space Nine and Enterprise, that sort of vibe, right? And I also don't like those shows. I'm not saying they're bad shows, they just do not speak to me. Uh... So if you like that, you might like G Savior. <laughs> if you like PS2 cutscene Gundams fucking fighting each other and overacting and a lot of scene chewing and ridiculous costume choices, then G Savior is the movie for you. Uh there are moments where I just screamed at this YouTube DVD that I watched. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I, I, I'm gonna spoil part so like the main character gets betrayed at some point by like his what? you guys aren't gonna watch yeah you guys aren't gonna watch <laughs> G-Savior who the fuck am I kidding Um, so the main character gets betrayed by his like girlfriend because he's like falling in love with like the, 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 the scientist lady right and the girlfriend gets mad and she like she was already like low key, like half a fascist. She's like, whatever, I'm thrown in with the fascists. Um, plot twist: This is Gundam. They're both sides are kind of fascists. It's fine. This is just how Gundam is. Um, but he, she betrays him, and then unbetrays him, and then like just 
then dies and then like literally like 12 seconds later he's like making out with the hot scientist lady no level of mourning <laughs> not upset that he got betrayed by the woman who was his fiance <laughs> yeah. it's hilarious that sounds about right so um and it's pro- it's like maybe canon to UC Gundam like, this isn't, like, an Elseworld. This is set in, like, main universe you see, like, original Gundam, Gundam universe. And it's probably still canon. Which is the wildest part. That is so much. Um, also, uh, I've wa- been watching Young Justice. Like, on Young Justice. Loving Young Justice. Don't know why that show shouldn't be called Young Justice because all those characters are in their mid-20s now. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, fuck, this show is just like, we're in season four. Our audience is all either in their mid-20s or older. They always were. Fuck it. It's blood and swearing time, baby. Bang, 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 bang. But it, like, works well. Like, it's just a natural escalation of the comic book stories that they're telling. Mm-hmm. Um... But somebody straight up gets stabbed all the way through their leg with a sword. And you see it in this episode. Ouch. So, yeah, some fun times. Um, go go watch Young Justice. August, do that. I still have to watch, like, most of season one and two yeah. and three. That's what I'm fucking talking about, August. Okay. <laughs> Go watch it. Young Justice might be the best long-form superhero show. Period. Like, hands down. Yeah. Um, Speaking of superhero shows, start watching the Hawkeye, too. I've heard mixed... I've I've heard mixed things about it. Like, I've heard that it rips off some really good Hawkeye storylines from the comic books, but gives absolutely no writing credit to the writers who wrote it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're not they they haven't they have not credited Matt Fraction, but they're they're heavily riffing on Matt Fraction's story. They're using the, a, the bones of it. There's a there's another writer too, but I don't remember her name. Um I I may it just not be familiar. I I'm sure I could look it up, but yeah. I'm lazy. The, the things that are popping out are the the bits from Matt Fraction's Hawkeye's Hawkeye My Life is a Weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's probably because I just haven't read that many Hawkeye comics. So that's not to say that they aren't doing that because it's Marvel and they probably are. Um, Marvel should pay their fuck, like, it needs to pay the, the people who make their stories better. Or at all. Um, yeah, let's try at all. Yeah, at all. And then better. Like Those are the... <laughs> uh, the show is pretty good. Um, I like the leads. Like I, you know, Jeremy Renner's a good actor. He does good acting things, uh, unless there's some reason that he he's a complete piece of shit and I don't know about it, which is extremely likely because he's a man in Hollywood. <laughs> um, but he does a pretty good job of like making you give a fuck about Hawkeye. Uh, I like the fact that they they keep the the part from the Matt Fraction comic where Hawkeye's like basically almost deaf. And has to wear a hearing aid because he's a normal human being who gets exploded on a regular basis. Um, and they brought in a cool villain, um, Echo, who is she's not really a villain. She wobbles back and forth. She's like a daredevil villain. 
mm. um, slash ally, because that's how all of Daredevil's bad guys, except for Bullseye, are. Um, but she is, she is deaf, but she has vibration sensing powers, kind of like Daredevil does. Um, but she also has like a photographic like memory sort of thing, so like kind of like Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's pretty fun. They brought her in, so her character communicates exclusively through ASL, so that's fun. Um, also, they're gonna probably use this as a backdoor way to get all of the like Netflix Daredevil characters into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because they're already heavily teasing Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin showing up. Okay, okay. Yeah, which... I, please give me more D- Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. Uh, and also Charlie Cox's as Matt Murdock. And frankly, like, the entire cast of Daredevil. Like, the main cast. Like, Foggy, Karen, uh, Matt Murdock, and, and Kingpin. I, the four characters I need in the MCU. Because uh, they're great. I love Charlie Cox in Daredevil. For a moment, loved- my brain was like, didn't quite remember that Charlie Cox existed and thought you were talking about Charlie Day. Charlie, that Day, was- is, Charlie Day is Daredevil is a different vibe. <laughs> that is so wildly different. Charlie but, Day is uh, Moon Knight, but exclusively just the meme version of Moon Knight. <laughs> Where he's yes. like, Dracula, you, you bitch, where's my money? <laughs> God. That moon night. Um, so yeah, I'm sure I've watched a million other things too. I consume a lot of content. Uh, oh, I wa- also watched a three-hour documentary on the first season of the the Nickelodeon show Victorious, and I also watched a two and a half hour documentary, not documentary, just long form YouTube bullshit about the first season of Lost. Two shows I've never watched. <laughs> See, I I literally just today uh, had on, um, fuck, uh, defunct land. No, <laughs> defunct land had. An oh, I also watched two that hour, one. The, yeah, the, the almost yeah. two hour thing about the fast pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh it's really good. It's really I'm good. Like, no wonder you disappeared forever, defunct land. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, love, love that the trend for niche YouTube is just pushing longer and longer and longer run times. The fucking, I, I haven't watched it, but like the four hours of iCarly. It, that's from the, the person who did Vic, Vic, the victorious thing is also, it's the iCarly thing. Like the victorious thing is also part of the iCarly trilogy, like saga. Oh, yeah. Cause okay. victorious is apparently an iCarly spin-off related show in some way shape or form okay um so yeah uh oh actually i think he covered all of victorious because i think there's only like two or three seasons of victorious um anyways i don't care uh we should probably talk about steven universe because that's why we're here yes this week, we are covering episodes uh, 100 and 101, Beta and Earthlings. Uh, first up is Beta, premiered on August the 5th. It's episode 100. It was written and storyboarded by Hilary Florido and Jesse Zook. Official synopsis, Stephen and Amethyst visit some friends in the country, but Amethyst isn't being herself. Fuck that description. 
Oh, also, I might just roll and just describe both sh- both of these episodes because they they flow immediately into one another. They might yeah. as well be one episode. Yeah. So I think that's what I'm going to do. So uh, in in fairness, let's read the description, the uh, the episode summary for uh, uh, our synopsis for uh, Earthlings. Amethyst tries to exact revenge with a showdown in the kindergarten. That's actually yeah, pretty that's, good. Yeah, that's, that's solid. Good. Yeah. One is terrible. One is completely wrong. I hate it when they lie. <laughs> um, so, Steven and Amethyst are going to visit uh, Peridot and Lapis up at the barn. Uh, Amethyst is in her own head. She's focusing on uh, the things that Jasper told her, that she's not good enough, that she came out wrong, all that jazz. She's in her fucking... Like, Jasper is living rent-free in Amethyst's head currently. Um, they get to the barn and discover that Lapis and, and uh, Peridot have radically redesigned the barn using only the pieces of the barn somehow. Um, they've, like... They didn't really fix it from where it got really fucked up. Uh, they just kind of, like, built around it. And uh, Amethyst, uh, not Amethyst, so Peridot and uh, Lapis have uh, really, like, kind of, like, gone in on their, like, artistic natures, um, creating art, or what they like to call it, meat morphs. Uh, just a series of sculptures, very abstract sculptural pieces. Frankly, I would love some of these in, a, in, in an actual museum. I would be enamored by a number of them. Um, well, have I got some good news for you. <laughs> Wait, do these really exist somewhere? We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> um, so they uh, they kind of show off their art, but Amethyst is just not really having it. Uh, she's still in her own head. She's very worried about Jasper uh, and then storms out of the barn. Peridot is like, what the fuck is up with her? And Steven kind of explains what's going on, how Jasper has basically like crushed Amethyst's self-confidence. And Peridot goes out to talk to, to, to Amethyst about it, saying that there's no way that Amethyst could be worse than Jasper because Jasper came from what we discover is the baited kindergarten, a second kindergarten that was on Earth. Um, and Steven and uh, Amethyst are both floored by this new information. And Peridot's like, yeah, you guys want to go see it? It fucking sucks. And so they get there and it's just another kindergarten. Uh, but it's mu- much more hastily made. All of the gyms are kind of coming out in different shapes or not exactly right. It's not it, it's not the uniform creepiness that is the uh, prime kindergarten. Uh, also is possibly in the Grand Canyon. Uh, cause that's what the show, like the show notes kind of hint at is that that is actually in fact the Grand Canyon that this is happening at, uh, which would make sense. Uh, finally they, they talk about how awful all of these holes are, except for one that is dope as hell, uh, mm-hmm. and it's Jasper's hole. Jasper's hole, great hole, frankly, uh, 10 out of 10 hole, uh, I'll stop that joke now. The, <laughs> um, nope, I can't, I've got to continue the joke. Uh, Peridot gets up and explores Jasper's hole uh, and discovers that it's basically the perfect hole. Um, with uh, Amethyst being like, how am I ever supposed to defeat her? And Steven's like, you don't have to be better than, than Jasper. Fuck Jasper. You are who you make yourself. Like, you are who you decide you are. Like, not what you're, like, what coming out of the ground doesn't make you anything. Like, you get to decide your own your own destiny. And Amethyst is like, yeah, I do get to decide my own destiny. And I am destined to beat the shit out of Jasper. And Steven's like, no, you didn't. You didn't understand the lesson. She's like, nah, nah, we're going to go beat Jasper up. Um, 
She's like, I'm going to do it for all these these fucked up gems here from the 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 beta kindergarten, like like tall guy and, and, and short guy and this weird hole. And Paradox like, that's not like an exit hole. This has been dug out recently. Um, and they discover that a lot of dug out holes have been turned into cages for gem monsters. Uh, and we find out why, because it's. It's Jasper and her fucking horrible gem monster army. Uh, and that's where that episode ends. Uh, the next episode, uh, which is Earthlings, uh, written by Raven Mollesey and Paul Velico. Uh, it came out on the 8th. Uh, wait, did these come out on different fucking days? Oh, no, it only came out on the 5th in Canada. I read that wrong. <laughs> Why did Canada get it three days early? Why would you do that to Canada? Um, so Stephen Amethyst and Peridot are hiding behind a rock observing Jasper. Jasper goes on this long monologue about how the earth fucking sucks and it destroys everything that it fucking touches except for her because she's dope as fuck. Um, meanwhile, while this is happening, Amethyst is trying to get the drop on Jasper, but Jasper's too fucking cool. She knows Amethyst is there. Um, they get into a fight where Amethyst just fucking unloads on Jasper and Jasper no sells all of it. Basically the battle rages here a little bit. Um, and Peridot and Steven keep trying to get involved, but Amethyst is pretty adamant about fighting this one alone uh, until Amber Jasper sort of uh, starts in on her attack and just kicks the living shit out of uh, Amethyst. And so Steven sort of knocks an injector down in between them buying Amethyst some time. And Amethyst is like, I can't beat her. Like, at the end of the day, she came out right, I came out wrong, and Steven is like, no, to hell with that, you're, per like, you're great because, like, you don't have to be like Jasper because you're like me, uh, we're both not like anybody else, and it fucking sucks, but we have each other, and that's what's important, is that we have this connection, and Amethyst, uh, gets teared up by this, pulls Steven into a hug, and they fuse into Smoky Quartz, um, who has three arms, which I love, and a big fucking yo-yo, and more yo-yo puns than I never ever realized existed. Mm. Uh, they proceed to uh, beat the hell out of Jasper uh, until Jasper uh, accidentally releases all of her gem monsters, except for one, who I believe is uh, Ocean, the Ocean one, the Ocean Quartzy one. Yeah. Uh, Ocean Jasper. Uh, she grabs a hold of Ocean Jasper and forces a fusion between them, turning into like a big centaur bull monster thing. Uh, Smoky Quartz is still able to deal with Fusion Jasper. I don't think there's... Oh, it's a, apparently called Zebra Jasper is the fusion's name. Neat. Uh, so uh, Smoky is able to uh, beat Zebra Jasper, forcing a defusion between the two of them. Uh, Jasper is sad like nobody ever wants to stick around with like after fusing with me um gives a pretty sad monologue as she starts to like the corruption assuming that she picked up from fusing with the corrupted gem starts to creep up her arm uh steven's like i like um smoky quartz defuses at this uh probably because the two of them are very upset um they uh, Steven tries to get in there to help Jasper, thinking that maybe his healing powers can work since it only just began. Uh, but Jasper lashes out at him. 
uh, and Jasper delivers a monologue saying, this is how, like, I see how it is now. I see how you get gems on your side. You wait till they're at their weakest point, and then you give them hope uh, because they'll, at that point, they'll follow anyone who makes them not feel like failures. And uh, then points out to, like, Amethyst and then to Peridot. Um, and Peridot's like, hey, I'm not a fucking failure. I'm I'm a crystal gem now. I'm living here on Earth because Earth is nice and allows me to, like, live, like, actually live and learn about myself. Uh, and Jasper's like, uh, uh, Jasper's still not accepting at that and begins to yell at Stephen uh, that he can't manipulate her. Stephen is trying to tell her that he wants to help. And Jasper just gets more and more furious Um yelling about how she's been fighting since she popped out of the ground uh, for what Rose did to her colony, her planet, and her diamond. And Steven's like, uh, what diamond? You mean yellow diamond? Jasper's like, no, like my diamond, your diamond, pink diamond, then fully corrupts, lunges at Steven, and Peridot stabs her in the chest with a piece of metal using her metal powers. Um, it's all very sad. Uh, Amethyst bubbles Jasper away. Uh, they head back to the barn. Uh talking about how they like really fucking want to rest until they they walk up on uh lapis pearl and garnet having the rubies uh just all hovering in bubbles uh which will set up our next episode uh next time fun times fun the funnest time so we're just gonna go at this as one big one big discussion because like this is functionally one episode yeah yeah. Um, I, I like that we get some subtle continuity with the whip and the additions to the whip. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I also love Peridot and Lapis in, in the initial episode. I I figured you would, but I'm mm-hmm. just sitting here like, oh, it's so cute how Peridot is so excited for... Just- amethyst to come up and you know like she doesn't even greet steven at first she's just like amethyst well i i find that i find it fun that the two people like that lapis and and, in peridot have like bonded with they greet first right like lapis greets steven she's very excited to see steven and peridot greets la or amethyst and she's very excited to see amethyst as well yes i feel like again there's hope there's like this is not the last time that um, like, uh, the, like, the shorty squad will hang out, uh, they're very, like, Amethyst and Peridot, or Peridot are very cute together, I, I, I wholeheartedly endorse, uh, Amidot shipping, but, like, I, I just, I just like the vibe between Amethyst, or Lapis and Am- or Peridot. You know, it... Before this episode, mm-hmm. like I can I can see it. And we were talking pre pod about how like it would have been cool to see the the progression of wait, where yeah. was it pre pod? Yeah, it was pre pod. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been it would have been great to be able to see the progression of uh Lapis and Peridot's friendship because, you know, they're very clearly friends. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. It is very different from where we last left them. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's cute. It's good stuff. Um, like their friendship is great. I also wish that we had that. I can see why it doesn't make it into the show because I don't know how you, cause like, like basically every episode of Steven universe progresses the Steven storyline. 
because yeah. the name of the show is Steven Universe. And I don't know. I mean, I'm sure if I sat down and worked at it really hard, I could figure out how to show Amethyst or jeez, uh, Lapis and Peridot becoming closer as friends and then how that teaches Steven a lesson or whatever. But I can see why they, you know, the other episodes are better at doing a lot of that. And I can see why they did it. I just wish there was, yeah. I wish that wasn't true. <laughs> yeah. I, I would love to see how the meat morphs came to be. True. Also, um, Peridot's little bow tie, adorable. It's so cute. <laughs> um, I'm glad. I also am glad we never figure out why she's wearing it. <laughs> oh, good. That, never that ever. That makes me happy. <laughs> I don't think she ever wears it again. Oh, <laughs> that makes me less happy. Um, I do think, I do think it's interesting that at least the strata of gym society that Peridot and Lapis occupy mm-hmm. do not appear to have any real sense of what art is. Right, because like. I aesthetically pleasing is obviously something that the gym homeworld cares about because yes, it's not like their designs are practical, but I aesthetically pleasing and art are two different things. Yeah. So, uh, in, but, um, in I, Keely, I, like Peridot's nor Lapis's are part of that process of making anything aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. So, yeah, because and I, I didn't Bismuth mention something about about artists or something like that? Like, no, you know, I think it's great thinkers, like a debater. Oh, great thinkers. Ph- yeah. 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 Philosophy. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So um, I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that's what like, she, you know, big places for fighters to fight, uh, you know, salons for thinkers to think that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That that sounds right. Yeah, so, but it's still interesting that, at the very least, these these two folks don't have any any real sense of, of what art is slash could be. Mm-hmm. So, ow. <laughs> I love just meat morphs, like, uh, also, I love, I continue to just love Lapis's vibe. Uh, like, Lapis flies into the barn. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good shit. Um, so, um, we're gonna write. Are we gonna we're gonna talk about where I can go see some meat morphs? Yes. So I'm ninety nine percent certain that the uh, the meat morph at the end, the collaborative uh, effort, um, mm-hmm. occupied. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's a reference to Marcel Duchamp's uh, Fountain. Oh yes, I'm almost certain it is. Hey, this uh, hey hey Steven Universe wiki. That's nowhere in your uh, cultural references, huh? Fucking posers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, there's there's no way it's not a reference to the ready maids. But yeah, <sighs> yeah. It could be a reference to it. I mean, it's much more elaborate than. Oh, absolutely. Than but it's, you know, when you they're obviously of, riffing, they're just riffing on like modern and Dadaist art to begin with. Yes. 
Um, there are some legitimately great, like, if you put that in a museum, though, like, some legitimately great pieces. I think the one, like, the like the one with the tape recorder is legitimately pretty fucking dope. And the TV yeah. one would be, like, an actual art piece. You can tell yeah. these are kids who, like, like, are kids, people, adult humans <laughs> who wrote this episode, who went to fucking art school. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> like, they know enough to make actual, like, pieces that would be interesting, and then also those pieces that are interesting are jokes about those same pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, also love the little song where they, they, they play music together at the end. That's very yes. cute. It's, it's adorable. Um... Also, Although, like that's yeah. that's a fucking mood when when uh, Peridot gets up to a certain you know gets up and uh, gets all of the instruments and then yeah. blows one honk into the harmonica and it's just like that's as far as I've practiced and it's just like <laughs> that's a fucking mood. Uh, I also like the just the general vibe, like because like Am- or uh, Lapis is a lot like super patient with Peridot at that point. Like, oh, mm-hmm. let's do this thing. You know, it's nice. Uh, also, wow, good. thanks. Uh, I don't, it, so there's no practical purpose. It just makes me feel bad. I wrote, wow, thanks is like every song with vocals that I write for myself. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. why so I only make lo fi hip hop anymore because all my lyrics are just really depressing. <laughs> it's fine. I'm I've been sorry, writing, an, I, it's fine. I just, this, is, this doesn't actually make me sad. It's just, you know, that's just the things I'm writing about. Uh, Fair. Look forward in probably the next six months. Uh, take it's taken me almost a year and a half to write three fucking songs, but I'm almost done with my metal EP. Oh, nice! Yeah, uh, I wish I had the boundless confidence that Paradot does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, especially I mm-hmm. again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna harp on, mm-hmm. on the fact that like. Peridot does not seem to give a dusty fuck if Steven is enjoying this. Like she is solely focused on whether or not she's impressing Amethyst. Right. Exactly. Like she's very much going for that. And, and she is 100%, 1000% certain that she is going to accomplish this. It's yeah. Like no, no one has been more sure of themselves. Uh, I also like, that Peridot just bounces between boundless confidence and cr- crushing self-hatred. Those are the Peridot's only two moods most of the time. Yeah. It, which is also I just mean, its own internal mood. Yeah, I, w- I was about to say, isn't that just like the millennial mm-hmm. experience? Our two millennial icons in Stephen Universe. Lapis yeah. and Peridot. Hang on, the cat feeder's going off. Place the sound. Place the the song of the cat feeder. I will not. Boo! The people demand it. I mean, Discord's not picking it up, but it's almost certainly on my waveform, so you'll uh, yeah. hear. Well, it Discord has like a noise gate built into it. Yeah. I want you to take the mic over there so I can turn it into the new theme for the show. Because I'd have to unscrew my mic stand, and I don't want to. Okay, it's done. Okay. Yeah, um, you combine you combine Lapis and Peridot with Misato, and you have like the trifecta of millennial energy. It's true. Our millennial, our millen- like our millennial Mount Rushmore. Yeah, 
except not carved out of an indigenous sacred monument. Yeah. It's car what's a place that uh no. Anyways, can't find figure out a follow up for that joke. Uh but yeah. Uh so uh, what'd you think about the the so had we had I talked about that Jasper's also from Earth? Uh no. Okay. I if you did, I I clean <sighs> forgot it. Okay. I was wondering if that revelation hit you as uh, as hard as it did Stephen and Amethyst. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Uh, it poses a lot of interesting questions because I mean, clearly we, we knew Jasper fought in the war, but like the fact that she is not older than the war is interesting. Right. Um, also knowing that Rose Quartz is pink diamond, it makes me wonder exactly how much she knew about pink diamond when during the war stuff happened to cause pink diamond to be rose quartz because all i know is that they're the same i don't know what happened i am 90 percent um, sure that um jasper was probably created after a thing we're going to like an event uh that we will find out in the next two episodes mm-hmm. um we will find out what that was uh that incited the sort of like f- full shift over from pink diamond to rose quartz Okay. Uh, and, um, but I believe that she was created after that because I believe that's what drove the impetus for like the stepping up. Like that was the factor that really stepped up the war. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, I also, I love the yelling between Amethyst or, uh, Peridot and, and Lapis. Yes. That is. I, I love, it had like perfect sort of roommate like person you live with vibes of where like you're like you're checking in with them and then the person you're checking in was like yes i'm fucking fine like i'm okay and then you like pause for a second you ask about something else and then like that annoyance is gone you're both just talking about the thing now (laughs) (sighs) yeah Mm -hmm. i'm just thinking about like all the various yelling that goes on in House of Ma. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, <laughs> I also wrote here in my notes when uh, Peridot show- throws the like the bow tie up and is like, you know what to do with this. I'm like, what does she need to do with it? Tell me, Rebecca. I mean, clearly not catch it. And yeah, well. Lapis is just Daria, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the So, fun fact, we're going to see some of the beta kindergartners next season. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm excited about that, although, um, I don't know, it... I feel weird about the... the, the delineation between the the beta kindergarten and the prime kindergarten just because it's like i don't know it seems like you know the beta kindergarten is is meant to seem like you know impoverished uh and you know not necessarily you know the best the best roots and so the bad guy came from that one 
and uh, the good guy came from from the good kindergarten. Mm-hmm. I think it's I I I think the idea I I I it's a good point. I had never considered that to be perfectly honest because I think yeah, it's more I mean, about form and because they they put so much emphasis, especially once we get get to see more of more and more of gym culture. There's so much of an emphasis about like form and appearance and like mm-hmm. fitting into that mold that that never hit me as hard because like um because everybody the- from gym culture venerates Jasper and would not do so to Amethyst. It's it's just mm-hmm. very the the way that Peridot is trying to talk it up just didn't sit right with me just because it was I don't know. Like I said, it it just felt really weird. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, we are going to see a lot of these a lot of these beta kindergartners and other amethysts and, and various quartzes from this are going to show up next season. Um, and there's like an immediate like th- there's a lot of connection with them so but also i just i do where the show takes a, like a, a pretty decent like turn on like kind of showing that like it like peridot's the one who's kind of being a fucking asshole here mm-hmm. in the way that she is still kind of like has those inrooted um like yeah. prejudices from homeworld and everything like that yeah so no i did mm-hmm. i did like I did like that aspect of it for sure. Yeah. I do. I do um, see the thing that you're saying though. I hadn't considered it before. Um, but I do. I, I guess it's cause like, I've always pictured like the, the problems are always like form and function, that sort of thing. So I never mm-hmm. thought uh, about that allegory, but that does make sense. I can see why that would sit wrong. Yeah. And <laughs> again, it, it's one of those things where it's, like this isn't something that bothers me as badly as like ninety percent of mm-hmm. my issues with Bismuth did. Right. But I think also just coming off of Bismuth had me just feeling a little a little weary of that in general anyway, that kind of message. So mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean honestly if these if this hadn't been right after Bismuth it might not I might not have even picked up on it, but right. as it is, I'm just feeling kind of cranky towards the show in general right now. So, you know, but yeah. Um, also, uh, all the whole jokes, <laughs> like Amethyst even is just like, I'm going to do it for all the weird holes. Do it for all the weird holes out there. Just just do it for the weird holes, Amethyst. <laughs> Live your best life, I guess. Um, I love the the way the music cue sort of like reinforces after Steven's sort of pep talk and then Amethyst gets the wrong idea from it. Right. Mm-hmm. And like the way the music cue sort of reinforces like, yeah, we're building this and then just like turns real dark. I'm like, ah, good. Music. Music is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The music for these episodes is very, very good. I also love Jasper's fucking super anime bad guy reveal in this episode. Just like stepping out of a cloud of smoke. God damn. (laughs) They're like, they're like, they could not be like, this character's a Vegeta. It's she's Vegeta, guys. Uh, 
Good She's the most shit. Vegeta character since Vegeta. But is she a good father? Uh, probably not. We'll, we're gonna learn some things in Steven Universe <laughs> future. So, oh boy. Um, I guess moving on into the like into Earthlings, unless you got more to say about Beta. No. Okay. Uh, so uh, Jasper's villain monologue, great villain monologue. It's good shit. Like, all, sets up everything you need to know about Jasper is that, like, the confidence is 100% just a smoke screen for how bad she fucking feels about herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good. Um, just has internalized all of the bullshit from Homeworld. Uh, just pack it down. Pack it deep, deep down in yourself. Yeah, it, it's also interesting because, like, I'm pretty sure by this point, like, I don't think this is something I was spoiled on. Um you know, the, the diamonds being the cause of the corruption or homeworld being the cause of the corruption. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jasper does not appear to know that. Yeah. Since she's she's talking about, like, the Earth being responsible for why they're corrupted. Right. So. Well, we're going to find out, like, nobody on homeworld knows about that. Ah. Yeah. So that means Jasper got out before before shit went down. Yeah. Whatever happened, happened. Then we never get a full explanation of what happens because we never see it again. Um, mm-hmm. It just. I mean, we can yeah. we can basically assume it's like the gym equivalent of, you know, dropping the nuke. Yeah. And the diamonds were involved in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good lore drop, frankly. Like, great way to, like, just work in some, like, exposition mm-hmm. and lore while also telling me about your character. Like, great, like, frankly, top-tier villain monologue. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Also, the music is, fu- like, these two episodes have some dope fucking music. Yes. Um. The, uh, the fight between them is great. Like, love a good bad guy no-sell. Like yes. Jasper walking up this motherfucker like Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> like you cannot it's hurt good me. Shit. It's good shit. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing about this this fight that I don't like. Yeah. Like literally the whole like I mean, this whole episode is basically a fight, uh, but yeah. it's like a perfect anime fight. Uh, uh, oh, uh, let me look up Smokey's voice actor yeah i was so curious voice, about that. Uh, uh, uh smoky's voice actor is natasha leone who is you might know as the redhead oh. nikki from orange is the new black oh i was going for the russian doll uh main character oh uh i guess i think is, so hang is on is the name of the show the russian doll or or Russian doll, yeah. Is that not her? Hang on. Now I'm. Yeah, yeah, it's her. Okay. Okay, cool. I hadn't seen that show. I, I need love. To finish it. It's a it's a good time loop show. Um, so I love that. Basically, the Orange is the New Black premiered. 
uh, two years before this episode got written in, and Rebecca Sugar now has the money to be like, I want all of the people from Orange is the New Black in my show. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, apparently she was at age of six. She was cast as Opal on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Hmm. How weird. Uh, but uh, great voice. I like I, I like her as an actor. She's a very good actor. Um, yeah. Uh, Smoky Quartz is uh, is just the greatest. Just all of the the bound like what would happen if if Stephen Amethyst were just bound boundlessly confident. Yes, it's uh, and all of the jokes, right? All of the jokes, very good, a plus. Exactly how Stephen and Amethyst would be in every fight, like just quipping. That's just what they would know how to do. Yeah, because like Stevani does a little bit of this when they're fighting as well, but it's a lot more serious because like the other half's Connie, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do. I I do want to to mm-hmm. go back though. Oh yeah. The the conversation between Stephen and Amethyst about the worst, you know, both being the worst, mm-hmm. and it it's so good. It's true. That so I wrote. I'm crying now. <laughs> Just I had a big part. crying emoji in my notes. Mm-hmm. It's really like they're just great. Vi- like Stephen Amethyst have like one of the best relationships in the show. They just get each other so well and so quickly. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's very good. Very, very fucking good. Um, also got very sad about Jasper. Sad, sad about Jasper in the club tonight, kids. Yeah. Like Jasper being also, like, no one wants to stay with me. It's because you're a fucking asshole, Jasper. Yeah, I get it, man. But like, maybe a be a better person mm-hmm. and b don't fuse with people who have massive trauma that you only make worse. Right. Uh, I do dig Zebra Jasper's just design. Also, Zebra Jasper yeah. doesn't really talk. Yeah, Ze- Zebra Jasper was was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I did uh notice something interesting. Um. So I don't know why this is the case, but the animation can never decide on whether or not Jasper has fangs. I think Jasper has fangs depending on how aggro she's being. Yeah, but it's like even sometimes when she's being aggro, they're like they give her really detailed teeth and they're all blunt. And then sometimes she gets aggro and has like anime fangs and it's a really odd choice because it isn't even always when she's aggro because there are times when she's yelling and, and like obviously upset and she doesn't have fangs. And then other times she does. And it's just, it, it makes me sad because Jasper with fangs is really hot. It's true. They, they should just commit. Uh, have I told you about the Jamie Hayter, AEW wrestler, who's basically like kind of looks like the human version of Jasper? No. Okay, l- let me send you a picture of Jamie Hayter. This particular picture doesn't necessarily do do her Jasperness justice, but I'm not gonna. Oh my! Yeah, 
I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, she's pretty dope. Like Jimmy Hater a lot. Uh, she's Britt Baker's muscle right now. Oh. Yeah. Uh. Um. Let's see. Uh. Also crying in the club again at the come here sis. Uh. Line. <sighs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, I feel I'm so conflicted about this one because it feels completely unearned. I think I think it's the ending monologue where Jasper's like, I'm like, I'm like, I think that's what kicks it over the edge for Amethyst because Amethyst Amethyst ends up calling all of the other Amethysts that she meets in season four. She calls them the Famethyst. (laughs) She just considers all of them her siblings. Like, basically, like, at this point, moving forward from this point, if you came out of one of the kindergartens and you were made on Earth, you're basically, like, Amethyst's, like, sibling. Okay. She has, like, that, like, this is probably the start of that. uh, Okay. But it is carried through. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. It, It feels like an Amethyst thing. Because, like, a lot yeah. of the homeworld gems, whether they are a lot of the gems who were made on Earth, whether they came out right, quote unquote, or not, are generally looked down upon by the rest of gem society. Well, I mean, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I think that's that's I like that Peridot's got that like got a perfect KDA right now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's... I love how absolutely unbothered Am- uh, Peridot is by the fact that uh, that happened. Peridot's probably like, yeah, fuck Jasper. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Like, Peridot's like, yeah, Jasper made me feel bad. And now I'm glad she's gone. <laughs> Which, you know what, yeah. mood, frankly, like, I can't blame her. No, no. Uh, it's only Steven who gets to be emotionally com- uh, compromised by taking a Jim's life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I also like how we just get a direct setup for the next set of episodes, too. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll probably do this for the next set of episodes because the next set of episodes are very, very similar, where it's just like one long, continuous story. Though they're, they're broken up enough that I don't feel like we should have done all four of them at the same time. They're obvious, like, I in retrospect, like, you know, knowing what I know about them, they're, they're, they flow into each other, but they're telling totally different, they're wrapping up two totally different bits. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they're, they're like, lore time, it's lore time, season three, lore time, lore time is here. Uh, I, I love lore time. It's true. Like, I like that they they're. It it gets a little proper nouny, um, but they've done enough to like establish what the proper nouns are. This isn't Evangelion being like the key to Nebuchadnezzar. Like it's like what the fuck is this? Yeah, <laughs> contextless just nouns. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited for the next uh, for for the season finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, and then after that, we're gonna watch. We're going to watch the Utena movie, Adolescence of Utena. Yes. Um, and then we're going to also watch the Matrix movies, because at the Thanksgiving gathering, Izzy was like, just watch the Matrix movies. <laughs> so. Yep. 
That's what we're going to do. Probably at some point, we'll watch the Evangelion movies. Um, there's some really interesting shit. The shit gets real interesting starting in three and four on those movies. Um, yeah, I, I definitely want to watch them. I have not watched them yet, but even if we don't record an episode about it, I'm going to watch them. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about them. There's no way we won't. <laughs> we just may not record it. Um, trying to get some interesting guests together for season four. So if you know any guests, tell me or just at them directly and tell them to be on our show and that we pay them. <laughs> um, we'll pay you, Effie. Not giving up. We've got two more seasons or we've got three more seasons in a movie. I'm going to get Effie on this goddamn show. Um, Hell Yeah. Let's see. Anything else? Um, so our uh, our next our our season finale episode will come out right before Christmas. <laughs> oh, so fun. so we're basically taking January. We're just going to do movies. Take a take a little bit of a Steven Universe sabbatical, and then dive into season four. Yeah. Uh, I also need to get new art commission so that works out well for us. So, <laughs> um, big shout out, continue a shout out to Lou for our dope ass art. Um, so, um, that's about it. Come watch us play Oddworld on Mondays. I I I don't know how I'm feeling about this this Soulstorm game, frankly. Yeah, um, I. Oh man! Getting some mad Bioshock Two vibes out of this this experience. It's not nearly Which as bad is... to play as Bioshock Two, though. <laughs> yeah, Bioshock Two felt bad to play. There's just gameplay things that I don't like, but like this game, at least still feels good. It's just so bizarre. Mm. It, it's so. I, I it's it so makes me long. <laughs> it makes me question like my memories of of exodus too it's just like yeah it's was been it... so long since i've played exodus i don't remember how much of this is even in it yeah Ooh. i i feel like some of it might have been but i don't know oh well we're gonna move hopefully we can get knocked out in the, like probably like three or four more sessions with it i think um because I'm also going to stop caring as much about getting a good ending because I'm already just not going to be able to get it. So fuck it. Yeah, uh, we can we can just look up the the yeah. endings. Uh, I'm I'm more interested to get onto Munch's Odyssey because I just never played that one. Yeah. So. And it might honestly it might be better because it's designed for like a 3D environment. It's, you know, it. It was a progression of an idea, that sort of thing. I mean, I'm most excited to just get to Stranger's Wrath. That's the one I want to replay the most. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Anything coming up that you need to plug? Um, let's see. So this is coming out uh, on the eighth. On the eighth. Mm-hmm. So, um, we did uh, a special recording. Uh, that will be coming out on the FTL feed of us playing a game called Dungeon Bitches, which uh, was rad as hell. 
Uh, Brian did the opening theme for it. The opening theme is rad as hell. Brian, you should put all of the FTL music you've done for us up on Bandcamp so people can give you money for it because it's good shit. Um, um, I, well, I've but, got to collect it all into like one folder on my computer. <laughs> but yeah, it's... It's a good time if you are into that kind of thing, which if you're listening to this, you probably are. So definitely listen to that. It's good. Um, let's see. We're uh, probably like one month away from the uh, the end of the bleed. So Oh, fuck. Um, probably by the end of January, the bleed will be done. Um, that's assuming that I don't know how the finale recording is going to go. So that's the, that's why I'm like a little hesitant about it. I don't know if it's going to end up being one or two sessions. So yeah, fair. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I believe it's your turn, August. Yes. Um, in which case I, it, encourage you dear listeners to be like cookie cat and leave your family behind peace Peace.